This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This is being brought to you by Kashrus Anytime, a division of the Kosher Consumers Union. Regarding the new Ashgacha Mahadrin of five towns that started in the five town area, which had uh, the Vada five towns till now, and the Vada five towns together with 50 Rabbanon came out with a very damning letter against uh, the stores that are that uh, using the new Ashgacha and against Rabbanon, etc., etc., without even bothering to go to the interior. We went back in history a little bit, and this is basically deja vu, that they've had the same type of issue, um, something similar, something's worse, something's better, with Gourmet Galat in 2006. Things evidently, history repeats itself. So I'm going to read some of the things. This morning I found a comment, Friday's Gourmet Galat versus Five Towns Vod. Upon further reading, I found two types of posters. Those who support the Vad, who don't want people to know their names, and those who disagree with the Vad, but are afraid that the rabbis will take retribution on them. If the people of five towns fear their rabbis, then they have problems that are much worse than Kashrus. With all due respect to the Vada Rabban of the community, I disagree with you in regard to the boycott of the stores. In all honesty, I fully and completely believe that Rabbanim were completely and totally misled in this regard. I work with at-risk children and parents in the parsha. Uh, you know, I'm reading from somebody else's write-up that they had at that time. And things are rarely as they seem. I have found that out and taught that countless times uh, that something that most people don't realize till they are knee-deep into the parsha and over the head with the issues. The one thing that is absolutely true in all cases is that most things stem from Lushen Hara, and that Lushen Hara is a killer. It destroys people, families, and businesses. Also, ego kills, and there's a lot of ego going on over here with the Rabbanim, with the Vad, etc., etc. We know exactly who. Egos are destructive, and we see that when dealing with the children who wind up in the street, we can see that this is in this instance as well. We cannot sit back and allow the ego of one individual who is supposed to be a rabbinic leader cause so much chaos in our community. We cannot and must not sit back and allow a business who served this community for so many years or make a lot crumble by the wayside because an outsider to this community has seen fit to demand this of our abonim. I will say this again. Things are not always as it seems. I personally have written and tried to contact many of the local Rabbanim to ask them to review and consider reconsider their positions. I've asked that they speak to Rabbi Pincus, who's their own Vada-appointed Mashgiach, who was placed in Gormeglat by their own authority in Gormeglat. Not one Rav spoke or questioned him, but they had no problem signing and banning and publicizing in their shul that is a boycott on Gourmet. What is wrong with the scenario? How can our Abonim send this family to be slaughtered and be hung out to dry only by the so-called fat file of the one individual Rav who's a Rav Amachshah they hired? Where are his credentials? What makes him more reliable and more dependable than the OU-trained Rabbi Ashkenazi or the Vat place Rabbi Pincus who's in the store every single hour the store is in operation? Who sees more of what's going on in the store, Rabbi Eisen or the Mashkiach Rabbi Pincus? Something just doesn't seem right here. Why wasn't Rabbi Pincus questioned before the family, before the fate of this family and this well-loved and established store was determined? 
Who orchestrated this disaster? Was it our well-respected and well-loved Rabbonim of the five towns? Or was it the outsider to this community who doesn't really care about us? And don't give me that baloney that he's strong and authoritative, and that is why people are talking about him this way. He's a bully, and his mistakes and reputation in Brooklyn precedes him and follow him around. We know about the places that were serving Tefus and Ankosha and everything else under his Ashgacha when he was with with Yehillah, etc., etc. Why didn't the community get to vote on whether to accept him or not after the disasters he was involved in back in Brooklyn. Why should he be trusted heading up this issue with Gourmet Glot? Why does he have the right to bring in past discrepancies with Gourmet Glot when the Rabbanim don't look at his past discrepancy to see who is actually telling the truth? And why on earth did he not produce the chickens in question from the very start? Did Gourmet have the right to examine the chicken's labels or receipts to determine whether or not it was purchased from their store? Why all the secrecy? Did the issue of who was Hashem Shabbos die when the Hashem Shabbos line was removed from the Vad Tudot? What right does Rabbi Eisen have to discuss whether or not the Balanders are Hashem Shabbos or not? That information should be strictly confidential, and if asked, he should refer the questionnaire, the questionnaire back to the family. Any reply in the negative is being Moitzi Shemra. If a Ramachsha could be your Moitzi Shemra, one has to question his commitment to truth and honesty in regard to his, this family. Not only that, but where did all the leaks of information come from? The dealings and meetings of the Vad were supposed to be confidential. In arguing the points with my own neighbors, a neighbor of mine told me that he was at a Vad meeting. Woo! How did that happen? Do you have to have a platinum financial statement to attend? Who determines who gets in and who stays out? I want to go. I have an opinion. I want to be privy to the workings of the Vad. I want to know why the salaries of the Mashgichim are not on a payroll run by the Vad. Why is each one of them getting paid directly from the stores who then control them? I'm very disappointed at what I heard because I've been a bookkeeper and office manager for almost 20 years of my married life. In addition, when I formed my nonprofit, I went strictly by the book. <clears throat> one more question about the Mashgichim. What kind of training do they get? Why is it that all a high school boy needs is a letter from his rabbi that he shemes Shabbos? Would you trust a 17-year-old to be a mashgiach? What does he know about kashras? The boycott has nothing to do with kashras, has nothing to do with trusting Gormeglat. The boycott is just simply whether or not each individual in this community respects their individual love. It has nothing to do whether or not they back the vad or not. It has nothing to do with whether... Or not, they believe there should be a unified VAD, and only one supervising agent in the community, as you claimed. Because that isn't the case at all. We have found that through our own individual research, there are many stores, caterers, and various establishments that have different hexes and supervision all over the world. At this point, not many people respect the VAD as a whole. They do have a respect each and every Rav as an individual. Why not then buy whatever we need in Trader Joe's Key Food and Stop and Shop? Why should Supersol and Brachs gain from, May, from Gourmet Glot's loss? How absolutely ridiculous is it to say boycott when the only real issue a Rav should have said was don't buy meat or chicken or prepared foods until further notice. Everything else should be scrutinized for proper achsherim. How foolish to allow your killers to buy from a guy rather than a Jew, and doesn't a consequence have to come to an end? Everyone, except for Rabbi Eisen and Rabbanim, that are too confused 
to understand that this has gone way too far. He has brought shame, humiliation, and chil Hashem to this community. We will never be the same after this. No one will ever respect the Vada again. It's the laughing stock of all other agencies that call themselves Vada Kashris. The only way to save face for the Vada of this community is to get rid of the troublemaker, and that will be the rabbi administrator, and hire someone within the community who would actually care about both the people and the establishments who are feeding the people here. Or let the OU take over this uh, organization. The worst of it remains that we are very smart and wise consumers. No one reading this is stupid. If any one of you went into Supersol and told them you bought a bad chicken, they will tell you to bring it in with the receipt. So right from the start, there was something suspicious. It's very easy to believe that this was a setup from day one. And due to the fact that our abonim are so fine and so ehrlich, they simply fell for it. They believe their employee, the administrator of the VAD, because why shouldn't they? Why would they not trust him and believe what he was saying and telling them? I believe he set them up, and because they are such exemplary Jews, they were manipulated by a master manipulator. Now you can argue with me and say that I'm wrong. Well, go ahead and prove it. Prove me wrong. Produce the chickens and speak to the witnesses. There is a long list of Vad placed Mashgichim, including Rabbi Pincus, that the Vad neglected to fire when they pulled the Heksha from the store that they can speak to. It's not too late to reopen the investigation and start from scratch. Then if you prove that I'm wrong, I'll shut my mouth and sit back down. There are many questions that have been raised about the workings of the Vad that no one wants to answer. Only the bloggers are busy talking about it because everyone else is afraid of the Rabbanim and afraid to voice an opinion. If the Rabbanim did this to Gourmet Glot, what will they do to us? I was told to keep my mouth shut because they won't support my organization and they won't help my kids anymore. So if you hear anything bad about me or my organization coming from local Rabbanim, you'll know why. It's because I have voiced my opinion out loud. I sent two emails to the president of the VAD, Steve Savitsky, when this all started, that went unanswered, not even the courtesy of a pat reply. Everyone is talking about the fact that the VAD is a non-profit agency, yes, there, yet there is no response from the VAD. Everyone is talking about the fact that Rabbi Eisen is getting an enormous salary, allegedly way over $200,000 a year, more like two fifty, being laundered through other local synagogues, yet no response from the VAD. Everyone wants to know why Rabbi Chait was fired, or whether why Rabbi Eisen made him so miserable that he was forced to leave. Everyone is aware that he's still not making a parnasa, and that it's a big bush on this community. Why did our Rabbanim allow this to happen to such an Erlicha man? Who had the authority to do this? Why was this outsider allowed to dirty our name like that? I personally want to know why the Vod office was closed on Chalamoit Sukkot. All restaurants and cooking establishments were open. Who ever heard of such a ridiculous thing? How could the Vod be closed when it's needed for Shilas that most do, uh, during Yamtev? I personally was in Gourmet when Rabbi Yossi, the second Vod Mashgich, was nowhere to be found. I asked Rabbi Pincus, how come if the Vod required two Mashgich and why weren't there two there? He answered that Rabbi Yossi had left. It was two o'clock. I asked him why he hadn't called Rabbi Eisen. He said he had, and look what happens. He called in front of me and left a message at the Vod office, 
and one on Rabbi Eisen's personal cell phone. At two o'clock the next day, I called Rabbi Pincus and asked if Rabbi Yossi had returned to Gourmet Glot the previous day. He answered in the negative. I asked Rabbi Eisen had returned his call. The answer was also in the negative, and that was 24 hours later. If the Vada required that GG Gourmet maintain two Vad Mashgichim at all times, then who is responsible for one of those Mashgichim leave? Gourmet Glot or the Vad? What's an establishment to do if the Meshgiach leaves and the Vada is closed for the holidays and Rabbi Eisen makes himself unavailable to them? This all happened before the boycott. You can see why Gourmet Glot was already looking into alternative kasha supervision. Rabbi Eisen was setting them up for failure by not answering their calls and making himself unavailable to them. You can now all understand why I'm upset and why I'm writing in to voice my complaint and frustration. I love our Abonim and respect them dearly. However, I feel they were manipulated to see what Rabbi Eisen wanted them to see. I want to publicly acknowledge my appreciation and respect to those Rabbanim who are working diligently behind the scenes to try to work out a viable solution to the problems. Please don't give up. You see things others do not see. You seem to have Ruach HaKodesh and your eyes are more widely open to the truth. Please continue to search out the truth. It will come out in the end as it always does. I only want you to do whatever you can so that the truth comes out before it's too late to turn the clock around and undo the damage that has already been caused. I know that you believe that Mark, the owner of Gourmet Glot, is arrogant and full of himself. He may very well be. He also may be very frustrated and stressed out always trying to figure out what his nemesis is up to next and what his next ploy is going to be. What one person sees as arrogance, another more compassionate person might see as frustration, defensiveness, and stress having been pulled into and probably set up in front of local Rabbanim who really don't want to hear his side of the story. The Rabbanim were probably all sick and tired of always congregating to see Mark Melinda in court, always being left to ask, why is it always the gourmet glot and not super solid brachs that's having all these issues? Good question. And once again, I would say Rabbi Eisen is the master manipulator. Once again, a job well done. We don't need a Rabbi Maksha that has doubled the expenses of the Vad. If the Vad Arbonim truly wants only one Kasha supervising agency in this neighborhood, then choose one that you can all agree on. A suggestion was made on one of the blog sites that I personally think was brilliant. Maybe you should consider bringing in the OU or some other VAD to supervise this neighborhood. Check out their website. It seems to be a well-oiled machine. There are no secrets and their rules of operation, training, hiring, guidelines are listed like a student handbook. If nothing else, maybe you can hire them or set up working with them with a VAD that actually knows their right hand from their left and one that will not charge fees and salaries off the top of their head, saving the consumers some well-deserved bucks which can be used towards their huge yeshiva tuitions. Let's stay focused here. Kol Yisrael Aravim Zelazer, that includes our fellow Jews at Gourmet Glot. Let's stop this Chil Hashem that was perpetrated. Let's stop showing the employees of Gourmet Glot what one man can do to rip apart an otherwise solid and unified religious community. I'm proudly signing my name both to the email that I sent to the Five Times Jewish Times. I just want you all to know that I never work from speculation, and I do check my facts. I did investigate to the best of my ability, and everything I wrote I checked out. Rabbi Eisen himself told my husband and me that Belenders were not Shomer Shop. When we bumped into Rabbi Eisen in Hershey Park on Chalamoy Tzukas, I was blown away by his brisk and brutal response, which he quickly followed up with, If they are Shomer Shabbos, let them prove it. 
I felt that comeback was even worse than the original no to my husband's question are the blondes of Shemesh Shabbos. I was very shaken by this exchange and was upset that any Jew should have to prove that they were Shemesh Mitzvahs. So I went into Gourmetville Glot and found Chaim Belinda in the office. I was embarrassed, but I asked him, and he gave me a letter from Rabbi Paltiel in Great Neck, which he said Rabbi Eisen had a copy of that letter as well. I went down to Chabad of Great Neck to speak to Rabbi Paltiel. He wasn't there, but he called me back. It didn't take any of this whole issue with Gourmet Glot lightly. I went to meet the Vad Mashkichim and asked questions. This is how I met Rabbi Pincus. I asked what procedures were implemented and carried out in the store as in relation to accepting deliveries and who signed for them. The Vad Mashkichim are responsible for all deliveries and they sign all the bills of lading and invoices. I was shown the corner where questionable items that the Goyim find after opening boxes or the Belenders themselves find and questioned Rabbi Yossi Eisen about are put. I was shown letters that the Belenders sent to the Vod. I was shown a log that the Belenders had Rabbi Yossi Eisen sign in regard to products he told them that they could use, and then he told them a week later he never said so, that they could use it. I went back to the Belenders with every stupid rumor my husband brought home from shul, and they corrected any inconsistency. No, they were never open on Shabbos or Yontif. No, they did not take in Chometz and Pesach. There was a delivery from Ravashkin that came in on Chalamoy that contained Kitneus, not Chometz. This was a mistake in the order, and Rabashkin called later to apologize. They kept the voicemail message. I bothered to go in and talk to the family and hear their side of the story. I bothered to talk to the Vod's own Mashgir and hear his side of the story. I asked questions and got answers. I went in to meet Rabbi Kravitz and asked him about the Kashris and what he saw when he took over. I was shown the inside freezer and the meat room. There are many other customers who have stopped in the office and called on the phone to offer support, even though their Rabbanim did not allow them to shop there. And one more thing you should know. They consulted with a Rav every step of the way before hiring a new Mashgir, before doing anything. They asked advice from Das Torah. I believe they felt that since the Vad had such a low opinion of Mark, maybe they would respect another Rav better, and that by having Rabbi Kravitz there, he would be able to answer to Rabbi Eisen more effectively. It wasn't initially meant as a means to throw out the Vad or to take the place of the Vad. They really wanted to be so super careful that Rabbi Eisen couldn't possibly find any fault with them. This was their original concept. Unfortunately, it wasn't looked at that way. Rabbi Eisen took it as an affront and pulled the Hersha. Many of you don't know this either because you were all waving your support for the Vod banner. The Friday the Vod pulled the Hersha on a Friday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The letter was handed to an employee, not directly to the owners. Please remember, all of you, that the owners no longer had the keys. This letter went to the owners, and then the Vod notified all Rabbanim to announce in their shuls that Gourmet Glad is not under Ashgach anymore and they don't open up, the Vad doesn't open the office till Monday morning. So, basically, the damage has been done. The two Vad Mashgichim each had a set of keys and I believe Rabbi Eisen had one set I believe Rabbi Hess, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to call him Rabbi, I don't know if he has smicha, he's Rabbi Eisen's assistant, and is about 22 years old. From what I'm told, I don't even know how much training he has in Kashris, he works part-time and learns part-time. And anyway, when they handed over the letter to the employee at the store, Goy, and spread all the news all over town, they didn't think it was important to hand over the keys to the store. They declared they were no longer going to supervise the store. They had taken the keys away from the owners of the store. They were the only ones in possession of the keys, but didn't seem it important enough to return the keys with the letter so that the owners and management of the store could lock up and secure the facility for the weekend. 
How is that for mean and manipulative tactics? Rabbi Mr. Hess did not produce the keys until Gourmet lawyer was present and, held and already dialed the police. Yes, folks, these are the facts that I investigate and verify with the owners, workers, attorneys, some rabbis. As I said, things aren't always as they seem. This is what I found out, and this has been eating at me and keeping me at night, up at night. It's not enough that I worry about teenagers and how they're going to make it through another day. I worry about why this man, Rabbi Eisen, hates his family so much and he wants to destroy them. I hate Lush and Hadabi because he destroys people's lives. I hate manipulative and evil people. But Hashem will take care of them because he He's in charge, and after 120, everyone stands before his maker and gives a dim v'cheshben of all the goods and evils they have perpetrated over their lifespan. Everyone pays for the pain and suffering they cause any other of Hashem's children, unless they're atheists, but they'll still pay for it. Pay for it. I will say it again. I don't believe that the Rabbanim realized and understood Eisen's game. I only hope they catch on quickly and stop the madness before he destroys us all. And you know what else worries me? If he does this to Belanders, who will be next? Is Ruthie at Sabres his next victim? Will all of you sit idly by if he earmarks her for next slaughter? The virus considered a mafia. Every store owner will tell you that. There is no halacha that we need one vat in the community. Do we have just one shul? No. It's funny that one group and only one group that's preaching how important it is to have one vial in our community, and that is the vial itself. Mm. That's like telling all of my customers how important my store is, and they should only buy from me. There are plenty of wonderful Jewish neighbors in this world, including Yushalayim, that have more than one vial. Competition is a wonderful thing. That's the only thing that will bring up kashras. Certainly, you wouldn't have store owners who feel they're dealing with a mafia. Prices would probably come down, too. Here's another. I'm ashamed to be part of the five towns now. Though I do continue to show my shopping support of Gourmet Glot, some of my less intelligent friends have not shopped there since the boycott. And yes, my rabbi stated clearly, we were to boycott. I understand that the Belandas chose not to sue, so not to bring more negative attention to us Jews. Give him a lot of credit for that. I also understand that others are now contacting the New York Times and USA Today. This will bring all the Eden down all across the country. I can only pray that Hashem will remember those of the Vaad and the Rabbanim who perpetrated this action. But sadly, as a local business person, I'm scared of the Vaad and I will not sign my name as of now. The Vaad is, is scary and powerful and does act like gangsters. There were also lots of posts from people in the neighborhood named Anonymous. They were afraid of, com- of community, or better said, Vod's gang retribution. Then there was Anonymous post who told me to stay out of the community's business. I have a lot of respect for them. To me it sounded like a threat, but this coward won't post his name. I speak even though I don't live here in the five towns. You're scared just like the businessman who says they can't talk because of the fear of Vod's gang retribution. When people are afraid to ask questions of the rabbis, you folks have problems that's a lot bigger than Kashrus. Cult of.